Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. I'm Russell Kane, and this is the safe space where we get men to empty their sacks of insights into your ear holes and we try and learn what is going wrong with men. Think of it, ladies, like the Haynes Manual for men. We're going to open the pages, we're going to look it up, we're going to delve into the complex systems of masculinity to work out what makes things tick. Disappointingly, most pages end in a diagram of a pump on a stick, which is essentially what a man is in most situations. But now and again, we're more than a boner and a temper. Now and again, there's something deeper going on. And that's what we're trying to get to the bottom of. This was initially set up sort of in this male mental health crisis. We came out the back of that and it's grown into so much more. In fact, it's grown into a show that women download more than men because it turns out women are desperate for answers of what's going on with their sons, boyfriends, husbands, uncles, granddads, and all the other miserable fuckers sat in the corner of the room not communicating. That's where we come in. We do look for gender difference. Yes, I probably should be counseled on Twitter for even saying I have a gender. I realise that is now problematic. But there is no way of us talking about these issues and the trends that affect what I would call myself a biological man. I'm seven times more likely to top myself, seven times more likely to do all the horrible things that men do. So we must be divisive. We must trade in stereotypes, if only to try and trick out of the cave some of the bullshit so we can see it in the light, people. And that's where I come in. And what a head I'm drilling down into today. I mean, if I can get past the tough skull of Ugo Monye. I mean, sportsman, media personality. I mean, sensitive man and alpha male. Bit of everything going on, Ugo. Pin up, but also that cuddly family man. How would you define yourself these days? You cover off all bases of masculinity and then convert it through an H. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure. I know exactly what you mean. I think I fall under loads of different stereotypes because of jobs that I do and the person that I've always been known as, as a rugby guy, which is so highly testosterone-driven. And the stereotype of your rugby lad is someone that's very happy to drink his teammates' urine, as well as just be totally alpha (laughs) on the pitch. Or Fosters, same thing. (laughs) Exactly. that 4% lager, might as well drink it. (laughs) Exactly. That level of lads' banter is so entrenched within that rugby community. But I'm I'm also father to two girls. Such a proud... Girl dad, but I think what I've learned about myself and you can and well, not according to a lot of the judges and the public who voted or didn't vote. But what I've learned about myself is that I'm still learning so much about myself. Um, and that's not something that I've been very good at, I don't think. No, 
but it's something positive to be doing. Now, um, I don't know if you know anything about me, but I'm obviously one of these sort of camp skipping straight men but my dad one of the only things that ever made my dad smile was rugby he was like shaving headed steroid injecting Essex County rugby union weightlifting metal welding fucking nut job from Essex so I may be triggered throughout today's recording um, do you know on you mentioned Strictly oh, you've got to do this uh, I see you on social I just need comedy to start paying less and I'll be there for 12 weeks <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. I think, I think you'd be brilliant. It's just the thought of missing one corporate. Imagine if I missed the Fridge Coolant Awards. That's a fucking mortgage cancer. <laughs> well, anyway, it'll be the easiest thing in the world for me to sit here with one, two, three men. Indeed, when we used to do this in the real world before some selfish bastard ate a bat, we did sit around with one, two or three men discussing. And that would be like all the other, it's lads, banter groups. When we get to the bottom of what are men feeling, there's a difference. I always have a female auditor, a strong feminine presence to call bullshit or truth, and almost like a house of lords, except it's a lady, to audit what we are saying. And it's always an amazing guest, and it's always a powerful female. But very rarely is it someone who has chaired programmes herself, who is a legend of British broadcasting, and who I can't quite believe I've managed to flip her ice skates off for an hour and to come and do my lowly show. Ladies and gentlemen, Trisha Goddard is in the house. Trisha, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you very much for uh, inviting me. I'll give you an easier ride than Piers Morgan, don't worry. Uh, well, uh, listen, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned toxic masculinity there as <laughs> a tale. <laughs> and ambition, yes. <laughs> That's a whole river, so toxic, it's full of faeces. Anyway, we always take an aspect and sometimes it affects men and women differently. Sometimes we end up thinking, well, it's not divisive in a, in a, in a gender way, but we always end up learning something. But I've got a horrible feeling this really is. And given that the, the two of you have been to the very peak of your professions and indeed still are in different forms, continuing to evolve and adapt, as Hugo just said, I want to talk about ambition. I mean, normally I have to define terms, but it's so simple this week. I'll keep it to a few words. Motivation or a strong urge to achieve something. Done. That's what we're going with, with ambition. I will look at different aspects of it, of course. But I want to ask you a tricky and direct question straight away, TG. Is, are (laughs) men more ambitious than women or are they simply encouraged to be more ambitious than women? Or is, is there something about testosterone and men where we are? for all our faults, just more ambitious by birth? No, I think uh, men are programmed to be more ambitious. Um, I think ambition is seen as part and parcel of masculinity, and I think it's very difficult for men who aren't ambitious. Just as much as when it comes for women, ambition and being ambitious is still seen as a male quality. And women have to go about ambition and, you know, having their sights set on something. If we go about it in a female way, we get slapped down. And then if you do it in a Margaret Thatcher way, you're seen as, you know, having balls that are too big. So it's it's far more difficult to negotiate for a woman. However, for men, I think it's the opposite. If they aren't ambitious, or there's certain careers that are seen as lacking in ambition. Any caring career, like mm. nursing, not doctors, that's ambitious, but nursing or teaching, teaching or even childcare, anything that's seen as quote unquote traditionally women's 
work or in a caring role is not seen as ambitious. And I thought it really interesting when everybody came out and and applauded, you know, at the beginning of of, uh, the pandemic for the NHS. My younger non-binary child is very high up in the NHS, very qualified, born a female, uh, now identifies as as non-gender specific. But they have found it a lot easy, as a, a lot easier in many ways, That's being a non-binary person because their ambition is more embraced than if they were back in the days when they started off training at King's College and they looked very feminine. You know, four degrees later, I think their ambition is is more realised than when they looked all girly-girly. So it's, it's you that know, and, and male friends, of theirs you know now they are on a par with a lot of their male friends in the same you know same area high up area but uh yeah it's 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 an interesting conundrum i mean that is that raised the prospect to go if you don't need to change your job but change your gender if you want to advance i mean that is <laughs> that's fucking incredible wasn't it what about if i was a man would the vacancy be available then it would actually come on through to the board <laughs> <laughs> Well, they they also find that they don't get hassled as much sexually, you know, because people don't know what to make of them. I mean, they are very obviously female. They're five foot ten, very striking, do male drag and things like that. But they don't have to deal with as much sexual harassment as they used to when they were obviously very girly girly. So it's allowed them to get further in their ambition. That's wild. Yeah, there you go. So what are your thoughts then? I mean, it's definitely a masculine trait, but I mean, I, I didn't know that about Trisha, but we've got here a sort of controlled experiment where she yeah. has a child that's become non-binary and has experienced more fruits of the, but built on ambition. I mean, that is, that's crushing, isn't it? A crushing indictment. I think what we've seen over the last couple of years that a lot of traditions and things which has like been woven into the fabric of our psyche, our beliefs and everything else are actually being slightly deconstructed. I was having a conversation last Monday talking about mental health and I got into the topic of speaking about women in the workplace. I can't prove this, but I fully believe that we don't know the full potential of women in the workplace because it hasn't always been seen as that end goal, that ambition to talk about what we're currently talking about because I think from early and going back generations it was a man's job to sorry it was a boy's job to become a man and being part of a man was to be successful at work to provide for your family and part of your family was your wife who stayed at home and that was that and so the different levels of ambition I think generationally has been set upon a man going to work and a woman not doing that and I think the tables are turning just a little bit because there is an outcry for far greater representation at senior levels, boardroom levels and everything else. And now there's a push for women to actually perhaps drop off everything that they've been taught or learned to through a level of osmosis through parents, grandparents and following the roots which they have done and actually trying to seek what might be more for them beyond their four walls and just being impregnated and having a child and bringing that person up. I can't wait till men can get impregnated. That'll fucking sort things out once and for all. <laughs> Elon Musk has probably made that already and tried to, tried to grow a baby in his bum or something, the nutter. There's a pill out for men now, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I, but it's like, you know what men will be like, is he going to suppress ah, my testosterone? I'm not having that. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, Apparently, it, it can shrink the genitals, so I, that'll be a benefit for me because I've always had an issue with being, with being over, overhung, so at least it would solve that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, do, do you think you can be what about people that are too ambitious or let me phrase it another way there seem to be people that are afflicted with they're ambitious they get to the hill of what they wanted to achieve and it's not enough and another hill appears so they're never sated now that can be a good thing because we want to cat we're human beings we should always be trying to go for our next project not just to like start sipping margaritas on the beach aged 40 because we've achieved our dreams but at the same time you can sort of become insecure like an egomaniac who I've got to win, I've got to win. It can, it can blight your life if you're too ambitious. It could be a problem if you don't recognise it. I spent 14 years as a professional and I had this unquenchable thirst for success. All I wanted to do as a 17, 18-year-old was play for Harlequins. I then did that. I was like, what's next? I wasn't mm. satisfied. I reset mm. a new goal. I want to play for them 50 times, 100 times. I want to play for England. Play for England. I want to play for the British and Irish Lions. And you're like, at some point... When will you be satisfied? And you go through your career um, achieving the things without really looking back and appreciating because the game and the professional game is so cyclical. And people say it's a career. It's not a career. It's a life stint. The average career in the Premiership is seven years. That's not a career. In fact, you have to reboot and relearn, retrain and find a new career in your mid-30s. Whilst everyone else who went to university and got a proper job in Verticomers are now middle management, senior management, whilst you're restarting your life so I think if you're aware of those traits and those values and I think towards the end of my career I started to look back and actually understand and appreciate but then it's that balance of not doing that for too long because no one wants to pat themselves on the back too much I'm now in my second career and I'm relentless in my work absolutely relentless and I've I mean I'm almost seven years retired I've achieved a bit but am I satisfied? I appreciate I've developed and grown and had some great opportunities. But my biggest fear isn't, will I not ever be able to appreciate anything that I've ever done and therefore not be able to 
quench that thirst of success or drive or whatever or ambition is actually not being comfortable and so forever resetting and achieving is my antidote to keep myself grounded and never get comfortable does that make sense but is it an avoidance i think for a lot of men focusing solely on that extra thing outside themselves i'm not saying for you you do but for a lot of men it's an avoidance thing it's it's and women i know i i um i don't see myself as ambitious but i have an obsessive personality how have you achieved what you've done you must have i'm not ambitious no you can't i'm not crazy no 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 no, no. i'm not ambitious so how did you get there if it wasn't if ambition wasn't the tool you used what was did you have photos of someone on your on your <laughs> photos of a producer in the loft or something? <laughs> no, yeah, Benjamin Button. Um, no, what I started off. I remember on my ninth birthday, my mum gave me a diary, and I do think there's the whole thing of ambition. If you're a child of the Windrush generation, as I am, those women who came like my mum over from from the West Indies to help Britain after the war, their whole raison d'être was to work. They were brought over to work. They had to prove themselves, even to get accommodation in the days where it's no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. They were proving themselves the whole time. My mother gave us all very British names to fit in. We always had to prove. I was taught you've got to be twice as good to be half as good. So I never saw that as ambition. I saw it as the the reason why I was in this country. Remember, I was born in the 50s. I mean, I'm nearly... 65 so un- can i just say no, i'm not just blowing smoke that's fucking unbelievable you're looking banging babe it's got to be said it's because yeah, i'm uh, skating uh, love <laughs> it's got to be said it's got to be said if anyone's not gonna say it but, i'm saying it. no yeah, but I, I it, it, it was it wasn't it wasn't thank you very much i'm crap at taking anything nice said about me but that's all part of it the whole reason we had to keep proving ourselves i went to very one po- a place in a very posh school i had to always prove myself so i don't see it as ambition i mean i've been in a orga band i've been uh, worked in a china shop in um, Oxford Street. I've been a Harvard craft hostess. I've had, <laughs> I was a trolley dolly in in the Middle East. I worked during the Middle Eastern War. I saw some horrific things there for five years. I was what twenty eight when I became the first black reporter, first black person on Australian television, and that's because I did courses when I was flying and everything else. I was a working class family. Any posh kids went to uni, but it was always to allow myself a seat at the table. You know, you don't want to be one of these, you you know, you can't be called, if you're on the dole and you're black, you'll be this. My mum used to say, by the grace of God, you're not in the streets throwing stones. There was always a shame of, of not working, not earning. So I never saw that as ambition. My hobby from the age of nine was making little movies. I I was a runner-up on Young Film Director of the Year a couple of times, along with, uh, what's his name, we did Wallace and Gromit. We both started there as school kids. Oh, the Artman's Studios. Yeah, we were both runners-up at the same time. But it was a hobby, and there was no way I was allowed to do television or anything like that. I did it as a hobby, and one day the hobby took over. So I still have that thing of having to prove that I am worthy of even having a British passport. So that's why I don't see it as ambition. That would have been my driving goal. And I think because I have been laid back, because I will walk away from things if they're 
if morally I can't agree with them, like everyone thought I was mad walking away with uh, from ITV back in the day, that morally there was stuff going on that I, I said, I will walk if this isn't cleaned up. Purely morals. And I did, and they were shocked. I will walk rather than do that. Because there's that inbuilt thing, I think, of many immigrant children of, of an undercurrent of shame. And you have to prove yourself. And that's men and women. And I think... It, 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 you can label it ambition, but I know there's a lot of people. I mean, I when we were trotted out to do this, we had to go and do talks about to ethnic groups about how to get into television. And generationally, it just didn't work because the few black people uh, of my age who went along, I think there was executive producer of Panorama, probably Trevor Phillips back in the day, when we got together, we'd say, we're meant to be talking to these kids about ambition and drive. We just did it because to not do anything would be shameful. We might be mm. sent back to where we came from, which Margaret Thatcher at one stage tried to do. So that's why I don't see myself as ambitious. Theresa May had a set of vans not too long ago as well. Well, look um, at what's happened with a lot of the Windrush people. They have been I, sent back. It's always a fear yeah, that if yeah, you yeah. don't pull your weight, you get sent, put on the ship back. I'm wondering if there's something culturally on this island as well, regardless of race, for the benefit of the listeners, I am white. Well, I'm orange, essentially. I've got <laughs> fake tans. I don't know Shiny. if that's a minority group now. I'm Essex Orange. I tick on the passport form. <laughs> but uh, obviously I'm not black, but the way I was raised was you are better off dead than unemployed, more or less. That was my dad's philosophy, manual labourer. And the, the most shameful person in the street were even it was, we lived in a council estate in a council street. We were working the working poor, so we were like a council road. And then the, the family where the dad I'll never forget, I'll change your name, you know, uh, Ian down the road who lost his toe at the Coca Cola factory in an accident. And now because he got a payout, signs on, he's fucking dead to me. And my dad wouldn't speak yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I was raised. So, and I got this chip on my shoulder, which I sometimes feel I'm not allowed to have just because I'm generic white bloke, but I've got like a McCain's factory on my, on my shoulder. Because in the world I've gone into, degrees and books and comedy, it's fucking Oxbridge as fuck. And I always feel like at any stage I'm about to get the papers go, well, I hope you enjoyed your stay, but your time with us has come to an end. <laughs> and now you must go and work at the co-op where your mum used to work. Uh, go and be a lagger, just like that. So there's, there's something on our island to do with status and belonging. And mm. it's not as... It's not as like on steroids as the Indian system, but there's definitely something going on here to do with class. And you've got to stay in your fucking lane if you sound Absolutely. a certain way. Absolutely. And you can't change your accent because everyone has a go at you. So you're stuck. Oh, but you can. You can. Because, I mean, I went to a posh Well, Thatcher did. Well, Thatcher did. Thatcher did. I, I, I was lucky enough to get sent to a posh school and I'd speak like this and I, you know, and totally, yeah, and I did finishing school and I learned several languages and then I'd come home and it'd be, what do you mess around? Like, I could switch, <laughs> code switch. Oh, I I'd could love switch. it if yours and Margaret Thatcher's course had got muddled up <laughs> and she at the podium was like, we have been the Falkland. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to take a break there. That's the end of this part of the discussion on ambition. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> 